You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. our first unusual F-Pod of the new year, um, and what an unusual new year it's been. Um, I'm Jesse Loesch, and I am so thrilled and so delighted and so excited to be here with Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Hi! <laughs> it's like my favorite thing when I get to talk to you. It's one of my favorite things, too. I was feeling a little... I had a... Yesterday, we had to postpone for a couple of reasons, but one was because I had an emergency editing thing um for some other editing work to do and then I got another one today and so I was feeling a little Yay. Kind of drained and exhausted and like uh I don't know if I can do this but I see Jesse's face and I'm like oh okay I've got energy I'm ready <laughs> I'm ready to f pod ready to f pod I love that maybe that's a title so far unless we come up with something better maybe it's ready to f pod I'll note that down <laughs> so <laughs> Now we have to beat it. That's the one to beat. Um, so we, um, what day is it? It's already February 3rd oh, or only it? February 3rd. I don't know like which direction we want to take I there. I think it's already because it's been so long since we've plotted. True. So do you want to give us like, I feel like it's the first day of class and it's like, Kirsten, tell us something about your summer break. But also Kirsten, what's something you've been up to since the year has started? <laughs> So it's kind of like, am I the teacher or am I the student here? Because my directions, oh no, it is right now. It's something I've been up to since the year started. Well, um, let's see. I finally got a vacation the first week of Thank January. God. That was like the first in uh, eight years or so. People say, oh, but I always see you off doing this or that. Well, except for maybe like a two and a half day break. I've not actually gone anywhere where I haven't had the computer and been doing assignments while I've been somewhere that is not my home, you know, so. You know what I, I, I was going to say, I think it's that you live somewhere exotic for the rest of us and you take really beautiful pictures. So even when you're just like taking a photo from outside your window for the rest of us who live in just like boring New York, it looks like you're somewhere where the rest of us would take a vacation. I don't think anybody wants to be taking a vacation in Belgrade right now, but I kind of understand. <laughs> Although now, today it was 60 degrees. A few days ago, it was like 16 degrees. It's really schizophrenic right here yeah. right now. So what about you? Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, um, I finished my first week of graduate school. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really, really exciting um, and great. And I feel really bad because so, I, I kind of assumed you weren't starting until September. So I haven't even asked you about it. I'm so sorry. No, I got to start. Don't be so. Oh, my God. You of all people, don't be sorry. You helped me so much. Um, I know I started. Uh, it's like the spring semester, but it started on a day when it was four degrees. So um, nice. very weird. Um, I had to buy a calculator and for a girl who has not taken math since junior year of high school, um, this is weird. Did you have to <laughs> buy like one of the fancy graphing calculators that we all had to buy when we were like 14? Right. The TI 80, whatever that when I was 14, it was like having, it's like what the cell phone is now. Like we all felt really 
technological. Pretty much, but we still like kept handwritten notes inside of it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it had a case. Yes. Yeah, and you would put like a note to your friend in the case and then, and then give it to it, your yeah. friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, 2002 World Cup, I was in my, it was my junior year and it was in Japan and Korea. So on the East Coast, the games were at one o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and then 7.30, no, 6.30 in the morning. So obviously I stayed up the entire night to watch them obviously. and then went to school. Um, and I, the 6.30 in the morning game, I could only watch the first half because then I had to go to school. So a friend of mine who had study hall, somehow, he was a year older. Maybe he didn't have to come to school for period. I don't know. He would pass me a note with like detailed commentary on the second half of that game in his calculator. See, now, so thanks, Alex Rios. This is something that the younger generation can definitely not remember or relate to because they just like walk out their classrooms and can probably pull it up on their I don't know how Oh, they have like the FIFA app. Well like they're watching it in class. You will yeah, that's DVR what that's what like, I was thinking because that's what I did in law yeah. school. But I think there are some schools that like I don't know, compensate your I mean I'm not saying they're supposed like to that. but Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like an immediacy that we didn't have. Yeah. You know, I also, don't get me wrong, I like, I had VHS that I would, like, I would record the oh, games absolutely. and then get home. I have to, like, yeah. rewind the tape. But Alex would, um, Alex's commentary was really good. That's... So I really appreciated that. And now he gets honored with a shout out on this. Yeah. Podcast. Shout out to Alex Rios. If anybody knows Alex, who became a Navy SEAL, so Navy SEALs. Among you, wow. there's an Alex Rios. Just, yeah, tell him thank you for the 2002 World Cup commentary. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Kirsten, Jesse. can you tell? So that's what's, that's what's been new with you. Can you tell us what's new about Unusual Efforts and our new format? Yes, I definitely can. So, obviously, we're through with January, um, and what we're doing these days is we're making each month be based around a different word or theme. So, for January, it was beginnings, and um, that was quite apt. Yes, that's, a, that's the word I'm going for. Uh, <laughs> good editor right there. Quite apt because we had um, five new effortistas who started and we kicked it off with Aaron who talked about becoming a fan and then we had Rania and Catherine and Emily and Francesca all joined our Effortista family um which was amazing and all together we had eight pieces and I'm going to talk a little bit later about why we didn't have all 12 um, don't worry, it was nothing to do with the actual contributors, nothing like that. Um, but we are going to be trying to have 12 pieces every month. We have 12 pieces already lined up for February. Uh, February is kind of an easy month because it's uh, based on To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which obviously the way that our a little community is set up, it does not necessarily mean boys in any way. It's to all the whatever we've loved before. Um, so we already have 12 people signed up. We can probably get a 13th to write uh, the last piece. I was going to say, it's actually got to be 14 because Nikki and I are co-writing. Okay, you really are. I was, steamy, go- I was going piece. to ask about that. That's <laughs> wonderful. It's been a while since we've had a co-written piece. Well, no, I guess we had the Beards piece recently. Beards, from yeah. James Bridget and Lutika. So, um, that, yes, that's wonderful. We'll have steaminess. Um, <laughs> it'll be hard. We'll have to decide which one is only going to go in our little um, electronic zine that we're going to send out to our... Is it zine? I thought it was zine. No, it's zine. That makes sense. Magazine. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> and what do you call the little <laughs> dancing images that show up on Twitter, Jesse? Oh, I I want to say GIF because it's peanut butter, but I think it's GIF. Is it GIF? I think it's both. I think it's GIF. It's just a GIF. Um, <laughs> like how I'm trying to seriously explain something that will get people I know, to I'm get sorry. us money. And, and yes, I thought the choice of Aaron's story for the very beginning about beginnings and about the beginning of fandom was like the most beautifully meta perfect choice and the perfect way to kick off not only the like the year but this new format it it just it like satisfied every nerdy wonderful piece of me it was so great I loved it I'm so glad that she proposed that too because when I saw that um I was like well it's somebody new but on the other hand she's a professor so I you know she can probably handle being the very first one to kick this off and she absolutely did it was wonderful um if you haven't seen Aaron's piece if you haven't seen any of these pieces just flip back in our catalog and start reading them because everyone has been an interesting perspective on some form of beginnings. And so different. Yeah. I think every piece this month has just been a different voice, a different topic. The art has been amazing. Hannah Carroll just blows it out of the park every time. And we have her for February too. So, um, I love it. Yeah. It's going to, I don't know about you, um, but I'm quite excited to have her illustrating one of my pieces this month. It's honestly, it's like my favorite part of writing an article is like waiting to see what she's going to do. Yeah. It's it's the best surprise ever. So um, I'm wondering, actually, this might be a little too insider for everybody listening, but they might get it later. Um, I'm kind of hoping in the steamy one we can make use for that Diego Forlong illustration that she made. Okay, here's the problem, though, is that we've yet to make the work available. And there are like at least three pieces of artwork that I so badly need on my wall. <laughs> that so is a problem. Hannah, Hannah if you're listening, them. remember we need the different dimensions so we can put it on our Threadless shop and start selling your art to people. Because- please, 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 Hannah, I want them. I need them. Oh, baby, oh, baby. <laughs> Speaking of steaminess. <laughs> we are definitely in February now. Oh, and people... <laughs> Honestly, people should be getting excited because we have some really interesting things coming up. Um, <clears throat> we have haikus. Speaking of Nikki, as we, as we were discussing earlier, Nikki's giving us some Champions League haikus. And uh, Jesse, do you remember what piece you were really excited about for February? That Steph's going to do? What really... It involves a movie or a TV show. <gasps> I don't know. Oh my god, is it 21 Thunder? Yes! Oh, I've been waiting for her to do this since November. Yes. I think I may or may not have manipulated this a little bit, and I'm so grateful. Yes. Steph, thank you. This is amazing. And I think you also may have helped uh, manipulate another one. Uh, I pushed a lot of people into this. I shoved October into one too, but that's all the way in November. Uh, October, October, yeah. October already has yeah. one for October. It's kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> she'll so also great. be doing one for February. And um, yeah, and we've already got um, three new Oh, I'm so excited for 21 Thunder. This is amazing. Yeah. I love when we have new Effortises. I love that it adds to our community. And I love finding out people's like writing styles and passions yeah because in one way i guess we do bring in certain fan groups because we talk about certain teams and then it builds and we attract those same people i suppose um we definitely have a lot of there are not a lot of spurs fans yeah that's true (laughs) that's true um we do have a lot of liverpool though Uh, that's true (laughs) where are all my people (laughs) maybe we'll use the podcast to bring them in um 
but I guess the point is that uh, people definitely have their own perspectives. Um, I've been doing this soccer thing for uh, over a decade. And I remember one of my frustrations um, with my old place of employment was a lot of groupthink. And I don't, I don't really see that happening with this community, at least not in negative ways, I guess. Like, um, people definitely have their own perspective on things and their own unique ideas that they want to present. And it's so exciting to keep getting those, um, keep hearing those. And so with that in mind, I'm going to do a plug which is the fact that March is anti-heroes is the theme. And I think that was requested by somebody or it was a suggestion. And that one is the one so far that we've had very few people put up their hand and say, I want to do something with. So creative effortistas get going on that. I want to see what you will do with the anti-heroes and villains theme. And they should or could, um, email or dm you or unusual efforts yeah yeah either of them and we already have um, anna clay doing the art with that and she is also fabulous amazing. so you'll really want to get her to illustrate yeah that. she also did one of the pieces that i would like to buy um you know just put, it's all about me right now um <laughs> i i will also say that i've heard from others and i've done this myself that if Actually, my very first article ever. Um, I've sent you no more than like three sentences with a sort of, this is my idea. I need help. And you've helped me flesh that out into a full-blown article. So if you have an idea about an anti-hero or a villain, um, but or like a pitch that's not fully thought out or fleshed out, send that as well. Um we're here for that. I say we. Kirsten's here for you. Um, you can <laughs> I mean, I'm here for moral too. support. I, I That's mean, fine. You 100%. just said that you and October worked out an idea together that she picked yeah. me. So you definitely can also talk to Jesse. But yeah, we definitely. are not formal at all. And we will absolutely work with you to think out your ideas and figure out which month they might be best for and how to craft it into a really good story. Yeah. When you figure out that, you know, I don't know, Martin Skirtle is the next star of the CWs. Um, obviously, I'm not writing this one. Uh, but Clearly. if I were, I would say to Kirsten, like, Kirsten, I have this idea. Martin Skirtle, obviously, you don't want to meet in a dark alley. How do I do that? She would help. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Before I actually flesh that out. Um, we all... <laughs> this took a weird turn right um it's not gonna be the last time no we also have a new format for our podcast um and it's not believe it or not about martin weird twists and turns (laughs) (laughs) i would love to get martin skirtle and alexander kolaroff on our podcast just so you know that's like oh my a weird dream and just have them like do a sing-off can we do that? Oh, somebody like sing along. Somebody make that happen, please. Yeah, I really want that. I feel and like we would, like we would like throw out songs, and they would have to like, you know, see who sang them better. I don't know. I think I would just keep asking Kohler off to sing Jingle Bells. I, it's the best. It's the best gift the internet ever gave us. <laughs> Skirtle would have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I think we just try to make him do the 12 days of Christmas and just make him go all the way through and see what happens. Oh my god. I really want that. Somebody who loves us needs to make that needs to make that happen. Please. <laughs> okay. Now they're going to be so, really disappointed with our new any new podcast ideas. Well, they could be part of it though. So, maybe not. Our new podcast format so much better than that. Um is going to be one podcast a month where you get the magical uh, duo, trio, or quartet of me, Kirsten, Sonia, and Megan chatting about sing-alongs, teams, players, and news. 
like before, and that's great. Um, and like before, we will throw some uh, Twitter questions at you and um, keep featuring your tweets and ideas and answers because we love hearing from you. But because we love hearing from you, um, the second podcast of the month is going to um, feature a Afrokista. Um, we want to hear auditorily <laughs> your voices. Um, so we are asking for your stories and we're asking for your voices and we would, um, we are not calling them interviews. What are we, what are we really calling them? Well, I'm a little confused because I thought we were going for other, I thought we were doing mini-sodes, which had like yeah. multiple stories from Efertisas. Yeah, mini-sodes, that's what I was looking for. And then we were doing like another podcast, so we'd have three a month. That's another podcast that's somehow based on the theme of the month. And then we bring one person on to talk about like a deeper issue. Yeah. Sorry, I was going, I did one, two, three, four, but I was only on two. Okay. But I was con- getting confused. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, I should have just let you explain it because you would just explain that beautifully. But you're the boss of the podcast. Yeah, but that's, this is why I shouldn't be because you just explained it in one sentence what I was busy explaining in one hour. <laughs> so I need an editor. Okay. <laughs> too many adjectives and too many paragraphs. Too many semicolons. So if, what can the listeners expect from the other two podcasts in February? Jesse, go. Two sentences. Um, the listeners can expect a mini-sode with many, many effort, as many effortistas who would like to be featured. Um, and effortistas, if you would like to be featured, feel free to slide into my DMs or the DMs of Unusual Efforts. Um, and we will figure out, uh, doing that. Um, and then a, Fourth podcast, um, with an effortista, uh, talking with us, podcasting with us about all the boys slash girls slash people slash ideas slash anything we're talking about. We've loved before the theme of February. Yes. Okay. Hooray. Sounds That's good. why you're so brilliant. You even edit on the go. <laughs> I even edit people's tweets. I'm sorry, Ratika. Really That's sorry. Yeah, but you weren't there for me when I messed up. It made me really sad. I had to catch my own mistakes. And then I felt devastated yeah. that I let you down. I'm sorry. Sometimes. I wanted to get out my like Twitter highlighter and just like, you know, correct myself. I feel like Twitter's been po- promising edited tweets for ages now and has not delivered. I mean, I know. granted... There are Nazis out there that should probably be the first priority, but they're not doing that Yeah, but it's not either, like they're getting so... rid of that either. Right. Like, <laughs> either give oh. us one or the other. We're not like, we're not asking for so much here. Um, speaking of not asking for so much and being sad and things being awful, do we want to talk about our teams? Um, well, I feel like I'm going to just start crying. So maybe you should go first. The idea here okay. is kind of a little rundown on everything that's happened. Right. What? Yeah. Like two months? Oh my Has god. It been two months? December. Yeah, I think it was holiday time. Okay. So um the Tottenham Hotspurs have um lost all of their players to injury. <laughs> Everyone is hurt, um, except for Hyunmin Sun, who left for the Asian Games for three weeks and came back and thankfully scored all three goals in three games. Um, don't leave us, please, Sunny, because everyone else is hurt. And also, um, I, I feel like Spurs under Mauricio Pochettino and Daniel Levy subscribe to the um, Mari Kondo theory of tidying up. Oh, no. <laughs> in which um, 
you know, too many players are clutter and don't bring you joy. <laughs> so you can't sign them. That's not what you do. You have to declutter your bench and your team and streamline. And that's why we didn't sign anyone in any transfer window. Ever, pretty much. <laughs> right. We're just going with tidying up. So that's what I have. <laughs> oh. That's my theory. That's not even, I can't even, I'm too busy laughing. I can't respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Can you catch? <clears throat> All right. I have not been doing a very good job paying attention to this sport for a multitude of reasons. Um, but in general, I haven't been paying much attention to the Premier League since Aston Villa left and my heart got broken. So mm -hmm. can you please at least explain to me what has been going on in the league other than the Spurs trying to get their own Netflix show? Which they should have. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to watch Sunderland. No. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, Man United are suddenly like the like adorable underdog that could, and that's weird. But uh, Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. I mean, I can't give you anything else. But like, you get rid of of Mourinho and all of a sudden everybody's like roots for you. Um, strange. Um, uh, you know, obviously the very, the, the sort of sad and devastating, um, thing that happened was Emilio Sana, Emilio, Emiliano Salas plane crash. Um, yeah. they started the, a, a private search today after not finding anything. So, um, all of the teams had moments of silence. Um, but, you know, Cardiff played again this week and it was, it's, I feel like the second um, match is always really hard and awkward. Like you have to sort of get started again, but just that has to feel weird and terrible. Um, and can we explain Liverpool fans? Like you guys, you're going to win. You're playing against Burnmouth, like which you would win anyway. And you're like 197 points ahead, but you still have to flood the internet with like anxiety and nightmare scenarios and like all your weird feelings until like the 89th minute when you're like, oh my God, we're amazing. We've had this forever. I love Klopp so much. Uh, Jordan Henderson is like, could carry my love child. You guys, dial it back, babe. Jesse, I no? think you just alienated like half of our <laughs> listeners right there. I know, and I really like our listeners and our Liverpool Fortistas, but I think but what you were trying to do mess. here was to get back in Giselle's good graces because, you know. Oh, I did that. I must have done that. Because you I, weren't I'm... talking about Manchester United enough, and now you talk them up. But and... I. And you know why? And because. Ritika made a Suarez comment, and so I had to. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> this entire yeah. podcast is just our own grudges. <laughs> Speaking of grudges and and Twitter timelines and why I brought up the Premier League, let's cold honest truth here, people. Gonzalo Higuain, not a god for his performance against the worst oh team in the Premier League. Come on, I don't pay attention to the league. I just confess, just confess that. But that is not how you judge how well a player is going to benefit from such a move and being reunited with his old manager. It's just... I'm just impressed that he still runs. <laughs> That's what happens, though. He moves somewhere and he's great at first. And then it's like, ah, oh, well, does the running matter? No, I'm just going to get frustrated and miss some penalties. Yeah, but like nobody remembers that this happens at least like once every three years because he keeps moving from league to league. I mean, he's going to Spain, from Spain to Italy to England. So you know, 
People forget. Until he oh. does it on a really big stage, I guess. But Italy was a very big, bad stage. Did we not remember? Like, do we have to bring the evidence here? Maybe we need to tweet some some little clips. Of Gonzalo Higuain being of like, bad? Terrible? Yeah. No? Should we not do that yet? Should we let people have their moment? Um, I think we just wait until he starts to not perform, which will probably be, you know, in the next couple weeks, and then just gloat about it. Okay, I'm good with gloating over Argentinians. Yeah. Well, I'm alienating everyone today. <laughs> <laughs> Except your ones. <laughs> True. I love you guys. <laughs> so are you going to ignore the... Um, no, 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 let's talk about... The Mohawks. No, 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 okay. Let's talk about something good first. See, first... Okay. So I asked you about... Premier League, so if you're not asking Do we want me to talk about, about Serie A, no, no, I no. wanted to talk about the Bundesliga. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about the Bundesliga. Well, Jesse, let me tell you, this weekend, both Bayern and Dortmund did not win. <gasps> you love that. It, it was amazing. So Bayern were winning. Leverkusen came back and beat them 3-1. Dortmund also, I believe, were winning. And Luka Jovic, which may I remind people that I adored before it was actually legal, (laughs) scored the equalizer. And even better for me, perhaps not for the people that listen to this podcast, Gladbach did win, ergo... Dortmund is still first. Dortmund's still first, but Gladbach are technically above Bayern in the table in second place. Wait, why technically? I don't know. They both have 42 points, but it's not alphabetical order, so. Uh, <laughs> because even Bo Russia and Bayern. I would guess it is because. Um. Well, it, Bayern have scored more goals, so I'm guessing that Bundesliga operates like Serie A, in which it's head-to-head because Gladbach beat Bayern earlier this year. Mm, okay. So All right, those are both very positive, good I things. agree, and I'm trying to really hold on to them right now, and we will get off to why I need to hold on to positive good things. But first you said something about Henri. I was just going to ask if that, if that would make you happy or, or did anything happen in the MLS? I'm trying to come up with good. Mm-hmm. Cause you know what else happened in MLS before the really horribleness of yesterday, which is like, <laughs> no, why like an echo of what is happening now is that, uh, this was a long time ago, and everybody's probably come to terms with it, but Alonzo left Seattle. Yeah. But you still have Lodato, you but, little baby. But, and this transitions into what I was going to talk about. Uh, Ozzy Alonzo, for me, was always the Sounders. And I think for a lot of people, he was because he was there when they came into the league. And yeah. he's always been there so he's kind of been the defining player that they could build the team around and I mean he also to me was always just a very classy person Um, so while I wish him all the best and everything it's just going to be extremely strange to go to my one or two sounder games a year that I get to go to and not see Ozzy on the pitch yeah that makes sense But I guess I should get to the big mohawked elephant in the room. I don't want to make you talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Only if you want to. Well, this is supposed to be therapy, right? Uh, Well, kind of. We will get to therapists in a bit. Oh, y'all. Anyone who listens to this, anyone who reads the site, anyone who reads my tweets, anyone who knows me at all. 
knows my love for Merrick Hamshik. And after Napoli beat Sampdoria yesterday, the I think it might have actually been during the game. The news came out that for sure Hamshik's leaving Napoli and he's going to China. And um, it feels really weird, y'all, to talk about this. Like, it, it was happening while, um, what's his name? Of course, this is, Merrick affects me more, so I can't remember the guy's name, but during the press conference where he was like, oh, well, I didn't blackface that picture, but I blackfaced in another situation. Oh, Danielle. Oh, Ralph Northam? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it awful that I said Danny Alves yes. because it's that many pictures in blackface this year? Like, we can't even... Oh, God. Oh, anyways. Oh. But this was all happening during that time, and I was just sitting there like, obviously racism is a much more important issue uh i know that even with my own club and kulabali and everything like that and yet i can't push aside the fact that this is a serious hurt for me and i think it's just because when i came to napoli he mark was already there and he was the reason that i decided to become a napoli fan and he's one of those rare players that has been with a club for as long as he has been, you know, how many players have been with their club for a decade? How many players have shaped their club in that way during that time? Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm going to write about it, but I just want to say if you are a listener who, excuse me, I'm getting a little teary, who uh, has experienced that kind of thing where a longtime player decides to leave your club, um, and they've kind of been the defining player. Please tell me your strategy for coping with it. Um, I'm going to read Nikki. That's a triple shout out, treble shout out for Nikki on this podcast. I'm going to read her wonderful uh, Francesco Totti article to try to cope with it. Um, but seriously, strategies, hugs, anything. Because it's really, it's really hitting me hard and... Like, the team didn't really even get a chance to say goodbye. I mean, the fans didn't get a chance to say goodbye. There wasn't, like, an official announcement before the game or anything like that. So, it just feels all... I'm shaking my hands around like I'm in a tizzy because that's what it's like. And, like, yeah, I'm going to stop talking about it. You want to pick a therapist? Should we hear about people's therapists? Maybe they will give me a good therapist because I could certainly use one right now. All right. So Sonia asked on Twitter if um, people could choose a coach, past or present, to be their therapist, who would they pick? People had some pretty interesting answers, but also interesting reasons. So Ritika wrote, does Henri, does Henri still count? I facetiously wrote count as what? <laughs> because I'm snarky apparently today so Ritika went with Henri um well, was not the only one to do so possibly she did possibly she just wanted to right. know the parameters of the question <laughs> exactly but we did say past or present true um Michaela said Didier Deschamps because he would sacrifice aesthetics for the total well-being of the mind and body There'd be no quick fix, but we'd pragmatically defend and counterattack with great success. But that's like I, I kind of want to know. You, are wait. you thinking the racism? No, no. I'm just trying to figure out what uh, she's pragmatically defending against in her therapy, like her own thoughts, her you know, other people's mm. opinions. Um, Am I anxiety? reading too much in this? Into this? No, I was just thinking Deschamps. I think Deschamps is the one who like had the crystals and didn't pick like Scorpios on his team. Is that true? I think I'm gonna do a quick Google. Will you read Nikki's while I Google Deschamps and um, and crystals uh, <laughs> astrology? Okay. Um. Oh, we didn't read handles. Do our listeners know Rasika and Michaela's handles by now? Oh, whoops. Because I'm seeing I feel like uh, they're famous. down here that you have um, 
Well, for Nikki, Nikki is trouble underscore Nikki, right? She has an underscore. Um, so Nikki says yes. she put a lot of thought into this. It looks like um, Ranieri would be too nice, Mourinho too mean. So I feel like Ancelotti would be just right. Which you know, it's like the Goldilocks defense. <laughs> I I considered Ancelotti as well, but then I thought, well, if I'm trying to pour out all my problems to him, and then he cocks that eyebrow, I oh. I feel like I would be sent to the naughty corner or something, and I would get too intimidated to really uh, give it my all and confess. Wait, therapy's not confession. Um, no, but it would feel like it if yes, he gave you. There like, we go. That's, yeah. Um, did you find out? So I'm, I googled Didier Deschamps astrology and I'm finding a lot of things about Didier Deschamps birth, birth chart and astrology, which is not what I want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm writing Didier Deschamps rely. I'm not a good Googler. So October says it's a toss up, either clop because it seems like he'd approach your problems realistically and with humor. Or Thomas Schaff, who used to manage Bremen, because he just seems like a real easy guy to talk to. Um, I don't know Thomas Schaff. I I do, but I also need a Google now, because clearly I didn't look at this uh, little document that you prepared fast enough. So. Oh no, what did I do? No, no, I just was trying to... Um, I don't like to say things without being exactly sure of what I'm talking about, which is why the Google okay. is so wonderful. Um, Except when you're bad at it and I can't. I was just trying to confirm that Shoff really isn't still playing or managing and it does not look like he is, which means he has plenty of time to um, <clears throat> kick back and hear people's problems. But on the other hand, if you can't manage to stick around at a team like Hamburg, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I trust him with um, all my thoughts and hopes and dreams and anxiety issues. Hmm. Uh, what if, what if you? Google By the way, yes crystals? to Deschamps. Kooky guy. And maybe a good coach. Who knows? Okay. Um. Should we do... Should we do Melissa B.? Let's see. Melissa B is um, under boot soles, which is a great handle. And she wrote, limited here because I am profoundly uncomfortable with male therapists. Pia Sundhaga wouldn't obviously do much of anything to fix your problems, but she'd play Simon and Garfunkel and Springsteen songs to you on her guitar. And that means a fucking lot. I mean, you could do worse. Melissa, I love everything about what you wrote. And then James Bridget Gordon jumped in and suggested Laura Harvey. And Melissa responded, upon reading, watching YouTube interviews, and consideration, I'm officially going with Laura Harvey. And I think James Bridget was a great therapist there. And I also Googled Laura Harvey, and I feel like you could do worse. Um, I really, I mean, I know this was kind of a little bit, a little bit of a joking sort of conversation that went on here, but I thought that that was a really good point. Um... I'm actually trying to get another doctor and another therapist here in Serbia, and I don't feel comfortable as well with male therapists, which um, I'm not sure exactly why that is, but it does make it very difficult to choose a coach as therapist sort of thing if you're not going with the joking route, which is what I did when I submitted mine, but... Um, I think that's a legitimate concern, and it also reinforces the fact that we just aren't still not seeing enough 
female coaches. Yeah, I um, I had a really hard time and didn't manage to find a therapist that I felt comfortable with, both because um, when I looked for therapists that were covered under my insurance, there was one female therapist. Um, one. One. <coughs> um, and I also didn't want to go to a male therapist. Um, and so that was my only option. Um and, uh, you know, she was a nice person, but therapy is like, you know, you have to shop around. It's not like you do. Yeah. Um, and, um, and we've talked a lot about representation and why it matters that Phil Neville was chosen as the women's coach. Um, and how that is part of the I'm choosing my words carefully, but everything is connected to what's going on with the Afghanistan women, right? If that is not an anomaly, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. Um, if there were more women not only as managers, but as medical staff and trainers and in the front offices, the environment would be different. The assumptions would be different. The language would be different. I'm not saying better, but I'm saying different. Um, but that's just not happening. Um, and the same goes with diversity of other kinds as well. If there was more of a racial diversity and an ethnic diversity, we're not seeing that either. No one is, uh, no one is also not a better, uh, the right word, but not enough organizations are fighting systemically to make that happen. Um, and we're seeing the impacts. And that is kind of a good pro promo for telling everybody to make sure they've read Catherine's piece on mm. speaking differently about women's football because I think that yeah. absolutely is one of the reasons that people aren't speaking um, as we might like about women's football because higher up systemically it just there's not enough change. Sorry, y'all. We had a bit of a technical problem, and I feel like we've lost the flow of the conversation here. Um, but I kind of wanted to segue this, our Twitter responses from our community into a little discussion about, um, well, I don't want to say about me so much as about our community, um, which stems from some issues that I've been having both recently and since before we founded unusual efforts um like probably like a lot of people these days i suffer from anxiety but i also have been having really serious depressive episodes recently and um anyone who struggles with depression knows that it's extremely difficult to do almost anything during that time, um, especially something that you don't absolutely have to do. Uh, so that's part of the reason that January only had eight stories come out and why we haven't published the magazine, the e-zine or e-zine, um, <laughs> yet is because that I'm just, I need to go back to the doctor. I actually have an appointment tomorrow, uh, get checked out. Um, get my medicines all aligned or whatever the technical term is and um, start working with a therapist as well. And I just really want to be honest about that both because um, I want people to know why we sometimes don't have content or don't have a podcast or even why I don't respond to an email or a DM. Um, it's just it's hard enough sometimes to 
get out of bed and putting on pants is certainly not an option. So um, hitting the reply button just doesn't happen sometimes. Um, fortunately, um, Jesse and Sonia and Megan have been really helpful and I've started to learn to lean on other people a lot. So I really want to thank you, Jesse. Um, and the other two, obviously, who aren't recording, but I can say thanks to them as well. And clearly I'm nervous because I'm, I keep talking. Um, but well, I, I want to say also that you are that for us as well. And I think that's because you're wonderful, but also because um, this is a community and a space where most people um, have been there and are there because this is a cycle and know what that know what that's like um i have certainly said to you guys um you know i can't or i'm not ready yet or um i need help which is really hard really hard um yeah um but but at the same time um i i remember the first time i had a really bad like few months of prolonged anxiety when somebody said to me oh yeah that happened to me too it was both such a relief and so agonizing because I remember feeling um like I wished I had known before that it wasn't yeah. just me because part of feeling part of the the, one of the worst things about anxiety and depression is the is the loneliness um and you feel like well everybody else is going about their days and functioning and you know i have a hard time picking out the right kind of toilet paper um my issue is yogurt i so, get like, really overwhelmed by all the different kinds of yogurts in the u.s oh my god see but that's at least a different kind like there are two kinds of toilet paper and i literally stood there crying like for real crying in the in the aisle over which of the two kinds of toilet paper to buy and i have left the aisle with no toilet paper because it is that overwhelming like it's that, that bad. absolutely and is it's something funny, i need to hear because but I in the moment me. no and that's the thing like it's not you know it's um it's really not um it's horrible and it feels like you know at least for me it, it feels like I'm drowning and there's a slimy brick in my chest but it is not just you um and I have been more grateful for this group of people for a lot of reasons but because I get to be because I don't have to explain that because I just get to say to you guys um, I need a mental health break and know that people get it. Like, that's such a gift. Um, it's just, it's amazing. And we really, um, as much as I wanted to lay it out there for listeners and readers that this is why, you know, sometimes I'm not responsive. We also wanted to talk about this both so that people can um, understand that they're not alone. We think that's really important. Um, we really want to continue to raise awareness of mental health. But we also want contributors to know that if ever you have a problem that's um, mental or even physical or emotional or anything like that, and you need to delay submitting a piece or any kind, you have to, if you're going to be a guest on the podcast and you can't, you don't have to explain it to us. Uh, like Jesse just said, um, just say, hey, I can't do this. If you think you know when you can, it'd be lovely to have that. But if you just say it's going to be indefinitely delayed, we will understand. Um, and we think that in, when it comes to um, this new format that we're trying to put together, we think also that um, the people who are expecting the 12 stories or the 13 stories or what, whatever will also understand because we don't think that there are very many, many members uh, of our community, even if they're not specifically contributors. 
who won't understand that this happens and that it's more important to treat yourself right and get well or get over, not get over, I'm not even saying the words right, um, but just be gentle with yourself. That it's more important that, yeah. that you are more important than getting us a thousand words on, uh, I don't know, let's go back to Martin's Curve. Yeah. <laughs> but we we just wanted to remind everyone um, that you are more important and also that we are going through this. Um, you're not alone. And if you need to reach out or if you need to just crack a joke or let off some steam or whatever, uh, that's what that's another thing we're here for. Um, there was a great article, I think it was it was last year already, that Gabby um Kirshner wrote for us about um mental health and depression and, and football. Um so, you know, it's something that we also encourage people to, um, if they want to, to express and, and look at in their writing um, as well. You know, in the last couple of years, I think that it matters when players talk about it. Um, you know, Per Mertesacker opened up about his struggles with mental health. So I think we're seeing more openness. Um, and and that really does make a difference. It absolutely does. So I agree. Um, I did not tell everybody who my coach therapists were. Are you ready? Oh yes. So I cap absolutely. it off with a with a funny. Yeah. Although obviously I take it very seriously, as you're going to see in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I could pick a coach, past or present, to be my therapist. I immediately went to Mike Petke, coach extraordinaire, he of the former frosted tips and nose ring and current sweater vest. And it would be for all the wrong reasons because I had the biggest preteen crush on Mike Petke in the world. Um, so I would just get like endorphins, like I, maybe like my serotonin would take a hit. That would be good. But that's not the reason to pick a therapist, obviously. So then I thought Nuno, because he would be so happy for you and like celebrate all your wins. And he would like jump out of his armchair and, and like applaud you and, and like clap in front of your face <laughs> and, and just like be very expressive for all your, all your ups and downs. See, I don't think you covered all the wrong reasons when you chose Petke, because um, <laughs> with my my choice, which was Walter Mazzari, I chose him because I felt that all we would do is sip whiskey and smoke cigarettes and <laughs> kind of just stare at each other the entire time um, until I finally said something and he didn't like what I said and he started uh, tearing apart the seat cushions in anger and throwing whiskey glasses at me. I mean, there's something very therapeutic about that, though, if you think about it. Yes, but it's my therapy. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, but you'd be drinking whiskey. Could you Could you tear the seat cushions? But, I mean, yeah, but I don't think I have the superhuman strength that Walter has. Yeah, I don't think we're, we should be trusted with picking our therapists. I don't think so either. I think, I think somebody <laughs> needs to assign us therapists. <laughs> Or we just need to podcast more often. Yeah. Maybe June. June's really good at this. June should pick our coach therapist. June, if you're listening, therapist coach. please let us know. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm better at picking drinks. Did you pick a drink? Um. Yes, I actually did. And hopefully I did not close the screen of my untapped. Okay. There we go. Yes, you heard me right. For those who don't religiously follow my Twitter feed. And already know that I have Untapped, which is where I check into every beer I ever drink, unless I don't have internet, and then I cry about it and take a picture and try to remember <laughs> to do it later. Um, so my choice is the best beer that I had while back in the states uh, in December and January, and so I didn't correspond it to a game this time, just because, in my opinion, it was more important to get drunk after hearing about the whole Merrick thing. Um, so this beer will definitely get you drunk. 
Um, it's called Willitized, I believe that's the name, Willitized Coffee Stout from Lagunitas. And it's at 12.9%, which pretty much means it's wine, but in a beer class. <laughs> um, um, so it's, um, it aged in bourbon barrels and is coffee-y and chocolatey and extremely alcoholy. And if you happen to find yourselves in, self in a situation in which your favorite player has decided to fuck off to China and you can't even watch him anymore, then this would be the beer to attempt to find to drown your sorrows. Okay, I picked mine for you. I but you it's not a beer. I did. Okay. But you know I pick things based on names because I'm classy like that. That's true. And I know so much about wine. Okay. So mine is a Cabernet-based red blend from Italy. Okay. It's called If You See K. But if you say that fast enough. <laughs> if you see K, yes. So it's an Italian blend called F-E-C-K. And I just thought that's what you needed. That is absolutely what I need. I mean, the beer, the wine, the rockia that I can't seem to stop drinking right now. Oh, Merrick, I miss you already. <laughs> well, okay. Our next, okay. So next podcast, we're going to have lots of artistas get in touch with us. Tell us when you can pod and we'll get all y'all's voices on the podcast or we can just have them record it and send on whatsapp oh you're way smarter than i am it's a good thing you're in charge you're of everything including including me well we'll see about that um but then maybe we'll ask another keep keep your eye on the twitter because maybe we'll ask another brilliant wonderful crazy sassy question we probably will yeah like if you saw Martin Skirtle and Alexander Kolarov in a karaoke bar, what would you challenge him to? I don't know. Maybe it'll be that. Who knows? Um, Kirsten, oh. if they want to, I don't know, donate lots and lots and lots of money so that we could do something crazy pants and pay our editor. Where could they do that? How could they do that? You know, I'm not even sure that I know anymore. We need to revise our Patreon so that we can get the levels for um, paying for the easy and, and everything like that. But at the bottom of every story that we put out, there's a little button that takes you to our Patreon. So if you want to get in on that now um, and then adjust later, hopefully in the next week, when we have our levels all sorted out, that would be wonderful. Um, I also want to say, I'm sorry if I haven't paid you yet. PayPal is a bitch. They <laughs> promise that there are alternate ways to get your, like, verification, and they'll only send me a text message, but I don't get texts in Serbia. Um, so it might be a month before people get your money, but you will get your money. I'm really sorry. Uh, because however, a thing that, that we not... do that other people don't do is pay our artists and writers, but not our editor. True. Um, but we still want to keep paying our writers and editors and... Our money is still there. Uh, it hasn't been taken away. I just can't get to it right now. So feel free to keep giving us money and then I can dish it out once I get back to the States next month and can get a text message or <laughs> strangle PayPal in some way. Um, if they want to follow you on the Twitter, um, how do they do that? They can do that at KD Schlewitz, um, which you can also find in the Unusual Efforts which are all of our maybe maybe you can't actually um, oh well you should follow our unusual efforts twitter we also have unusual efforts instagram and you could take over our unusual it, i was doing so well unusual efforts instagram um if you're going to a match our insta takeover if you're going to um you know spy on uh Ham six Chinese training. Please take over our Instagram. Um, 
if you're going on a date with uh, Pia Sundhaga, you know, just like let us know what football thing you're doing. We will give you um, the Instagram information and you could do an Instagram story for us. And that would be awesome. Um, Where can they find we also you, have... Jesse? But wait, I was doing Facebook oh. and I don't know. I don't have Facebook. So well, we is have it Facebook, unusual effort? You know, what would be wonderful is if somebody could do what? our social media and uh, do our Facebook. Ooh, that would be great. You should um, you should contact Kirsten about that and then be our social media guru. We'll make you a great title. You could be like emperor of social media. We'll work on the title. You should do that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. We have so many opportunities here at Unusual Efforts. Um, unusual social media. It's going to be wonderful. Don't worry. We'll make it happen. Um, also, we have phenomenal friends at Man on the Post who also answer our uh, Twitter questions in brilliantly creative ways. Um, and they have all kinds of podcasts um, where well, they talk about my menstruation article and make each other blush. And I really appreciate <laughs> that. Um, and you, uh, if you follow them, but also if you subscribe to Man on the Post podcast, you will not only get this podcast, but a whole rash of other podcasts about soccer on the globe. Um, and they'll just fall with a ding into your podcasty apps, um, including Stitcher, Sonia's favorite. Hi, Sonia. We're thinking of you. I'm waiting for Stitcher to sponsor us because we like talk them up so much, but it hasn't happened yet. Maybe soon. I don't know. But we'll see you soon, guys. Or we'll hear you soon. Or you'll yeah, hear, us, hear soon. us soon. And we really will be soon this time. So, Yeah. Yeah, and we hope you guys have wonderful weeks. Unusually, unusually wonderful, wonderful weeks. weeks and an unusually wonderful year. Yeah. Thanks for thanks, thanks for, for listening. Hanging. Ciao.